0: Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited.
1: Your every word and action
0: is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mala! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed.
1: Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, where we talk about the Doom Patrol incessantly, except for the breaks, where we have other things that we talk about and where we play promos and things. Yeah. Yeah. No Doom Patrol in those bits. But otherwise, it's non-stop Doom Patrol. Yeah. Mostly
2: mostly non-stop. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, you, yeah. Uh, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Avant You can find us on our awesome website, waitingfordoom.com. You can reach us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can find us on the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, and all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean.com, and Spotify for you young kids out there.
1: I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, and you can also get in touch with our Senior Show Twitter account at WFD Pod. And that's Wilfred. Hi, Wilfred. Hello, humans. And this week we're looking at some uh, Doom Patrol, uh, it's not a tangent, it's an amalgam of Doom Patrol, and this is what mm. you get we you cross Doom Patrol with, um you know, DC with Marvel, and we're yeah. looking at amalgam comics, X-Patrol, and exciting X-Patrol, so yes. uh, yeah, two yeah, totally X-filled stuff, um, <laughs> yeah, but but anyway Mike, how was your week in comics and stuff? Which horse were you riding this week? <laughs>
2: I can ride multiple horses at once. Thank you very much, sir. There were no horse-related accidents. I managed to play um, some miniature wargaming games. I managed to read some I finally finished the Golden Age of Batman Volume Two. Finally.
1: Oh, you sound you sound very stable at the moment.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> God. Um... I think I re- as much as I was enjoying reading comics from the 40s in the golden age of Batman, I think my biggest issue was that they don't quite get the grasp of show, don't tell. Because there's a lot, right. of, lot of telling in every panel, on every page. So it's like, and Batman throws a punch at the gangsters, and you see him throwing a punch at the gangsters. And here comes Robin flying through the window, and they go, yeah, it's like, oh, we get it, just... Just so it's it's just cool to see how far comics have come as a storytelling medium mm-hmm. uh and and today in the mail has arrived my copy of the Deadbeat Kickstarter book from uh, A Wave Blue World. So very excited to start reading that. That was uh, the Kickstarter we had uh, Joe Carallo on uh, a previous episode talking about that. Uh, And uh, looking forward to checking out the story uh, by Rachel Pollack and Richard Case in it, amongst all the other stories. So I'm very, very excited that that's turned up. Other than that... Been still hitting it hard at the gym, as the kids say. Uh, my my gym team, we won our gym's 12-week challenge. We came first place kicking everyone else's butts because we were the best. And we are the best. I've made some very good friends uh, through this challenge. Uh, and we're still uh, still catching up and doing things as a team, going for bushwalks and having training exercises together. So that's been a really nice uh, additional factor I wasn't expecting. So... Yeah.
1: Huh. So this is a Pokemon gym, am I right in
2: assuming? No, Paul. No, it's oh. it's, it's an actual proper human gymnasium.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Ne- near well my, done. Not, not, not near my terrarium or my atrium. Uh, it doesn't have coliseums. Uh, near the mausoleum? No, it's not near that, that either. So... Um, Yes, but it's, it's good to be chatting with you again. But what have you been up to? Because it has been a few weeks since we were on the air together. What, what have you been up to, my friend?
1: Well, my memory is not what it used to, used to be my memory <laughs> so I I, you know, I can't remember anything that I've been doing but um, most recently I was watching The watchman on oh uh, on the Fox and that's uh, I'm enjoying that very much mm-hmm. so very surprised that it's actually my favorite show at the moment and wow that was unexpected and okay. um, yeah, it's uh, each episode keeps getting more and more riveting, so look out for the spoilers, Mike, it's a, it's a good show when I you can. get around to watching it.
2: Well, well, I, I do have the foxtails, I just don't get very much time in front of the TV these days, so, yeah. well, apart from Disney Plus, because I've got that on my phone, and oh my goodness, how good is The Mandalorian?
1: I have no idea how good The Mandalorian
2: is. Oh, Paul, you sweet knucklehead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm on Disney minus. Let's put it that way.
2: Okay, fair (laughs) enough. enough. Well, I I am on Watchmen minus because I have only seen the ads for that, so I am well and truly behind you there. So, but what else has been happening, Paul? Um, Not what? Okay. okay. Read any good comics?
1: Um, no. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's our show, folks. (laughs) The weekend comic segment is is failing us. Wow, um, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I can't, no, I, it's, I can't think of the last thing that I've read that it was worth commenting on. I mean, no, I'm sure, if, yeah, but uh, generally I haven't had a lot of time for, for comics lately, mm. just due to, due to life and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some,
2: sometimes life gets in the way, yeah.
1: Sometimes, sometimes death gets in the way, anyway. That, that's, hmm.
2: <laughs> well, on that cheery note, how about we uh, go over and have a look at what hap- what's happening on the Doom News desk?
1: Sure. Doom News. Well, uh, there's not a lot to report. The, uh, we are on crisis watch. So uh, the CW shows are doing the crisis on Infinite Earth where they're all crossing over, and I believe we've got Batwoman and Supergirl and the Flash and whatever mm-hmm. other characters are in these shows. I don't know, Metamorpho, you know, my um, i don't know. Anyway, but. Um, Apparently, they're all doing a big crossover, and um, as a Doom Patrol fan, we will be tuning in just in case the Doom Patrol appear. Someone opens a portal, and there's Whitey Antimatter heading towards them, and Cliff says, what the f- and then they close the (laughs) portal. Something like that. That's what I'm expecting.
2: There there has been a a rumour on one of the Doom Patrol fan groups on Facebook that the Patrol will be appearing,
1: but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'd be happy with, just with that, something like yeah. that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, yeah, it would be... I, I know Black Lightning is showing up, so... Yep. Um, yeah. what, what about the the D-clots,
2: as the kids call them?
1: Yeah, I believe the D-clots are on it, you know yep. what? Um, yeah. Yeah, there is... I, mean, I think they're doing a few episodes, and then there's a big break, and then there'll be a few episodes more later. Oh, OK. So, so I think they're... You know, the, it's starting in December, and then it stops around the 10th of December, and then... Uh, Picks up again in January, January oh. 2020. Wow! When we're we're all in the future, then um, we'll, we'll
2: all have flying cars. Yeah,
1: yeah. And other than that, um, who was telling me? Was it Wasco or someone on Twitter was saying that the Teen Titans go with the Doom Patrol are out, and there's actually five episodes. Yeah, in the Doom Patrol.
2: That that was mm-hmm. Wasco. That uh, our friend Cameron Williams uh, up in Canada. Thank thank you for. Letting I do, wasn't aware. I thought it was like a one-off thing. I did, wasn't aware it was five episodes. Yeah. That's very
1: cool. Yeah, and I've seen some. Uh, I've seen little clips, and um, it's a different take on the two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah um, the chief is a bit more like Yosemite Sam, and um, <laughs> yeah, Robot Man is rocking a headband for some reason, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and uh, we have a African American Elastigirl. Yeah, mm. and an Invisible Woman.
2: Mm. Yes. Mm. So, well, so, uh, if anyone should be used to changes in the patrol system it should be us, Paul. You know,
1: it is. Yes, yeah. we are. We we are like. What are we like? We like something that is affected by change, but not <laughs> adversely <laughs> affected. By, <you> know, yeah, <laughs> but we're like a. I don't know. Are we a cocoon? No. Are we a no. twisties packet? I don't know. A sponge? A sponge? Well, no, we might. Well, then we would absorb all the change. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe
2: it's one of those sponges where it's, you know, the sponge on one side, but on the other side, it's the hard green scrubbing side.
1: Or maybe when I, we're like a pumice.
2: Ooh, okay. We are the yeah. pumice patrol. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: we're good for, you know, scrap, scratching the dead skin off your foot. <laughs> I don't know. There's <laughs> something.
2: I was going to say we're the internet's preeminent petrologist, but, you know, sh- thanks for making it weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a first for us, isn't it? Anyway, anyway Mike, wait, is that ticking that I hear out there?
2: It is, and guess what? Surprise, surprise. It's the doom clock, Paul.
3: Ooh.
2: <laughs> Okay, so once again, we look upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, and we can see that it's only been four weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, Paul, that being Issue 5 of Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds, which had the very lovely theme of loving comics, uh, and brought back Dorothy Spinner, just for a little bit. Uh, was a and winner, it? it was a wasn't it? It was good, it was good. And, can I just say how nice it was that the writers of that issue got in touch And we're very pleased with our take on it. So um, thank you, Michael, and thank you, Becky. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed the show uh, as much as we enjoyed the the issue, uh, which I've reread like two or three times now. So it's very cool. Anyway, issue six of Way to the World is out in one week's time, Paul, uh, December 11 of 2019. Uh, And if I recall correctly, that's the penultimate issue for this run.
1: No, I think it's the second last one.
2: Isn't that what penultimate means?
1: Excuse me, I'll just throw a friend. <laughs> I thought penultimate was a really good pen. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. We'll go with what you said.
2: Okay, it's the second last one. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, okay, we were both right in our own ways. <laughs> We both get a participation um, badge, yes. Anyway, Paul, are you ready for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game?
1: I sincerely doubt it, but let's do it anyway.
2: Alright, I have the eight-sided die of Doom in my hand. I am rolling it. You get three questions.
1: Three questions, thank you. Uh,
2: look, I'm, I'm in a good mood. You've, you've provided me with some, some laughs already. I'll give you one bonus question. So you get a total of four questions.
1: Okay, okay. okay. Um, question the first. Question the first. Is it uh, a comic prior to uh, 1991? No, it is not. Oh, okay. Is it uh, from volume five?
2: No, it's lower.
1: <laughs> is it from volume five? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was Thank a good you. one. Whoa. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's,
2: low. it's lower than Volume 5. So that low takes low us low. to Question the Third.
1: Okay. Um, question
2: it, the Third. That number being very important <laughs> to the answer.
1: Right. Is it... Uh, it's Volume 3, I'm guessing. I'm Correct. sensing with Correct. my psychic powers. Yeah. <laughs> and, that wasn't a question. That was just me oh, articulating okay, what okay. I was sensing. You right, know? okay. Yeah. That, that was, oh, you, are,
2: you are correct. That was a statement. That is not a question.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So
2: now, man. ask me question mm. the third.
1: The third is it. I'm thinking of a number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what number am I thinking of, Mike?
2: I don't know, Paul. Um, 69. 69. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the number you're thinking of. Um, <laughs> nice. Tiny. Um, <laughs> oh, golly. Is it... No, well, we I'm trying to think. We're, we're, we've had 15. We've had 13 in the past. We've, uh, so it came out around the end. This, uh, yeah. Is it the back end or the front end? Is it around issues? I'm, I'm feeling six. Six. I'm feeling volume three, issue six or seven or... <laughs> All
2: right. Please restate the the question in the form of a question.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it volume 3 issue 5, Mike?
2: Lower. <laughs> <laughs> and this you is your final this is your final question. This is your final, question. Question. Is your final ah.
1: question. Right. Is it vo- uh, uh, excuse me, is,
2: I, I said lower. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it volume three, issue five? <laughs> no,
2: uh, <laughs> no, it is not. Um, okay. Final okay. question, is, question the fourth. You can do it. Bring it home, buddy. Mate, All right.
1: Uh, only so one of four chapters. So not one of two it's it's, uh, Is it issue three?
2: Correct. Well done, Whoa. my friend. Yes, go. Hey. To- going and, and you got that with on the roll of three as well oh look it's it's fate it's uh it's yeah it's good stuff oh uh, yes going on sale for two dollars fifty american on december 5th of 2001 with a cover date of february 2002 was issue three of doom patrol volume three this issue was brought to us by john r Cooney, tanning Huat, bob lapin david stewart and andrew helfer the the story was titled Grudge Match, and it showed the team moving into their new headquarters, the former Bruno's nightclub, while Cliff Steel Robot Man, visited a former teammate in St. Aloysius Hospital, before they all took on the leather-bound muscle Man, Rom Goms. And <laughs> they then received a cease and desist letter from Thayer Joss Lawyers. What a mixed bag of action that one was. was yeah, and
1: uh, it was called Grudge Match, but no grudge in it.
2: No, no, that's true. Very odd. <laughs> Uh, We covered this issue all the way back in episode 73, would you believe, from October of 2016. And you can find that, along with all our other excellent episodes and the shitty ones, on uh, (laughs) WaitingForDoom.com. If you go and look for the Doom dossier page, and look up Doom dossier for Volume 3, you'll find episode 73 there for your listening pleasure. Uh, So do your ears a favour and check that out. And that is it for the Doom Clock this week.
3: (laughs) I'm Ruth
0: and I'm Darren of the Rad Adventures Network.
3: We're a married couple who enjoy great stories of all kinds including adventures, mysteries, science fiction and fantasy.
0: Please join us for a variety of podcasts focused on a range of pop culture topics.
3: Trekker Talk is about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. It's a blend of classic sci-fi adventures and noir mysteries set in a retro future. <laughs>
0: Xenozoic Xenophiles is about the comic Xenozoic Tales, by writer and artist Mark Schultz. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs.
3: Warlord Worlds covers the many comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, and The Legion of Superheroes.
0: Sensational Sluice, where we talk about favorite mystery novels, movies, and TV
3: shows. Fantastic Fantasies, where we share our favorite fantasy films and books.
0: And Amazing Adventures, where we discuss action packed adventure stories.
3: Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Or visit radadventuresnetwork.com to find all of our shows and links to our social media pages.
3: That's RAD, R A D, which is short for Ruth and Darren.
1: Part of the show where we explain things to do with the Doom Patrol in a segment coincidentally called Doom Splaining. Doom Splaining, and I just dropped a bottle cap on my phone, which may have made a sound, but I think Mike can capture that in the editing and remove it. So we'll we'll fix it in post,
2: as the kids say.
1: (laughs) Nothing to worry about. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm Um, so glad you didn't bring
1: attention to it. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Thanks. I'm a professional, and I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm. Might blow my nose and mute in a minute. Okay. Just have get them in the room. Anyway, um, <laughs> Mike, we are looking at the X Patrol, which was part of the Amalgam Comics, which came out in 1996. Yes. Which, if I remember correctly, or I could just be making this up, was during the gap between volume. volume 2 and volume 3, correct?
2: 3 and 4, I think it was.
1: 3 and 4, which is oh. what I said. Um, <laughs> You should have gone higher. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Yeah, um, do I need to explain what amalgam is, or are you covering that?
2: I'm happy to do that for you, Paul. You know, I've I've got some notes here. Um, You happy to
1: crumb that bum for me?
2: Deary me, yes, I shall crumb that bum indeed, as the kids say. So yes, we're having a look at X-Patrol, written by Carl and Barbara Kessel, penciled by Roger Cruz, with inks by John Holdridge, letters by Richard Starkings and Comic Craft, coloured by Tom Vincent, uh, it's got a cover by Roger Cruz and Terry Austin, and it was all edited by Jay Gardner. So, just quickly on the cover, it's it's very 90s looking. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it just? There's, there's muscles, there's limbs, there's boobs, there's butts, uh, and we can see leaping out near the words of the all new, all different X Patrol. We've got a Laster Girl who d- is completely different looking, Laster Girl with short hair. Ferro Man who looks like Colossus from the X Men. Uh, Beastling, this big green Hulk and hairy dude. Someone called Shatterstarfire, Starfire, who looks like a warrior woman, and someone called Niles Cable, who oh goodness me. He's, he's, uh, wow. Anyway, yes, let's, let's, cover some background on the world of Amalgam Comics, because Paul loves it when I go into these deep-dive recap sort of things. Uh, so in April and May of 1996, DC Comics and Marvel Comics co-published a four-issue miniseries titled DC vs. Marvel, or Marvel vs. DC, if you only picked up issues two and three of that story. Uh, that was written by Ron Mars and Peter David, with art by Dan Jurgens and Claudio Castellini. And the basic premise of the series was that there were these two god-like brothers, uh, each representing one of the two different comic universes. And they finally became aware of each other somehow and decided to challenge each other, as brothers do, uh, with duels between heroes from their respective universes. And the losing god uh, and the universe would have to cease to exist. That sounds like something brothers would do to each other. It really does. So, Mm, can you guess who has a brother? (laughs) (laughs) So, while the outcome of some of these battles, such as those between Silver Surfer and Green Lantern, or Elektra versus Catwoman, were decided by the creative team, others were decided by reader votes. So, you had Wolverine somehow besting Lobo. (laughs) Bullshit. Yeah, and Storm from the X-Men took out Wonder Woman. I mean, come on, really? Really?
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, it was the 90s the X-Men were much more popular than Wonder Woman back then. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, no. It, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It it lost me at that point. Yeah. It really did.
2: It's, some of those were stinky poo-poo calls. Anyway, <laughs> one new character that is uh, still, as far as I'm aware to this day, uh, owned by both Marvel and DC, named Access was created. And Access had the ability to travel between both the DC and the Marvel universes. And it's thanks to him that we discover this amalgamated universe where existing characters from either universe became, surprise, amalgamated into something new. So we had people like Dark Claw, who was part Batman, part Wolverine, uh Lobo the Doc was a thing. <laughs> uh, so that's what Howard was the Lobo
1: and, the Doc, a combination of
2: uh, Howard the Duck and Lobo the Last. Oh, AM. yeah, surprise! Okay. Uh, yeah. Super Soldier mixed Captain America and Superman. Bruce Wayne was an agent of Shield, and Magneto had uh, the Magnetic Men as instead of uh, the Metal Men. Uh, and there were a bunch of others. It was a very cool and interesting project. And so between issues three and four of this miniseries, Marvel and DC each published six issues of different Amalgam comics, and they did some again the following year in June of 1997, which is the issue that Paul's going to cover for us a little bit later. Uh, but anyway, what does all this have to do with Paul and I and the Doom Patrol? Well, as luck would have it, one creation in all of this was a fusion of the X-Men and the Doom Patrol, giving us the all new all different x patrol still with me yes yep cool uh and so as we open the cover we see a strange building in new york literally in the shape of an x allegedly built years prior for the world's fair and within that five strange beings have been summoned each of them wondering who arranged this bizarre meeting just as the accusation and the punches begin to fly during all the confusion, a figure steps forth from the shadows, giving them and us, the reader, some convenient backstories. We learn that the warrior Woman with orange skin and red hair is Shatterstarfire, outcast hair to the throne of the subatomic world of Tamaro Ta- I'm not going to ever get this word right. Tamojaran.
1: Tamojiran. Yeah.
2: Tamojiran. You said it so easily, you bastard. The green furred <laughs> beast man is Hank Logan, aka the Beastling, who as a child was saved from a killer disease by his parents' experiments, but that left him with the ability to transform into any creature he wishes. There's a young blonde woman named Paige Guthrie, bearer of the H-Dial, which changes her into a. Re- random bizarre superhero when she dials the letters H-U-S-K. There's also Pyotr, poita Peter, however you want to say <laughs> it, Rasputin, otherwise known as Ferro Man, cursed with metallic skin that drove his family apart. And finally, Janet Van Dyne, who used her good luck powers to gamble an inheritance into a massive fortune, thereby funding expeditions, which led to one quite Bad one which triggered her mutant powers, the ability to grow or shrink on command as a Laster Girl. But who is this figure in the shadows? Who knows so much about all of them, Paul? Who is he? Well, it's
1: Niles Cable. His name's on the cover.
2: Right, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so this mysterious figure steps forth again and we meet Niles Cable. <gasps> yes, Niles Cable. Part cyborg, part ginger, all muscly man from the future, who somehow convinces these strangers that it is up to them alone to prevent the coming disasters which will be part of his future history because he's from the future, it! That alone, they are freaks and outcasts, but together they will be the heroes of destiny, the future legendary X-Patrol from his future past or something. Time travel.
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep.
2: Anyway, they all team up and leap aboard the convenient X-Jet they somehow have on hand before Niles reveals that they're on their way to the island nation of Latveria to take on Doctor Doomsday. Ooh. 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 <laughs> And it appears that the team was expected as the jet is suddenly blasted out of the sky, forcing them into a descending fight scene into the Doctor's castle via the roof. While the rest of the team battle the literal monstrous despot, Niles and Janet find their true target, the Doctor's main computer terminal for a dimensional bridge, which he's going to use to gather bizarre versions of amalgam heroes from another dimension. Yet the heroes we are shown are known to us, readers, as Wolverine, Superman, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman and Batman.
1: Batman.
2: Yes, a man who is a bat. As they destroy the terminal, Dr. (laughs) Doomsday releases a blast of energy that knocks out Niles, and it's up to the rest of the team to get him and escape to safety. Paige uses the dial to transform into Mary Marvel Girl. And making use of her sudden telekinesis powers, she moves Niles to safety and ends up steering the conveniently docked yacht that the team managed to find and escape aboard. As Dr. Doomsday sulks in his castle and swears vengeance upon the ex patrol, Niles reveals some worrying news to Janet that they may already be changing his future history, Paul, because he can't feel his legs.
1: Uh. <gasps> hey, Janet, could you feel my legs for me? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah,
2: the old Hixie move with the lady, yeah. eh?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, this is very... I mean, visually, you have to say this is... I mean, you gave the names, but, like, Changeling is just the green version of Beast from the X-Men. Um, yes. Uh, A Star yes. Fire is Starfire, but she has Shatterstar's sword and the eye thing and the, the star on, you know, mm-hmm. like like Kiss, and the, the weird... <laughs> face um, bagel around the head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is the best way to describe that piece of um, the outfit. Head bagel. I've never heard that before. I love it. It is so damn fitting. I I now have to go and find 90s comics to find all the head bagels that I yeah. can.
1: <laughs> no, I don't really understand Elastigirl because that looks like Janet Van Dyne with a domino, like domino's eye.
2: Yeah, well, she says she kind of has lucky powers, and that when she was out, you know, gambling in casinos, she earned the nickname Domino, and Domino was Cable's sidekick in the X-Force comics. Uh, But yeah, somehow it's like, oh, and I used all my money to go adventuring around the world and I ran into some mysterious gasses which turned me into Elastigirl. Yeah, but I mean, she's sort of got the
1: red and white Elastigirl outfit except um, she's decided to show off the entire sides of her legs or from, you know, up the waist. (laughs) And she has giant thighs.
2: Yes. uh, It's a very, very 90s looking comic.
1: Yeah. And uh, then Pharaoh Man, he kind of looks like much more like Colossus crossed with Pharaoh from the Legion of Superheroes with a little bit of, uh, yeah. Uh, there's nothing very Doom Patrol about him, I'm feeling.
2: No, I, I think he's meant to be a stand-in for Robot Man. Yeah. But and that's it.
1: I'd never get that yeah. sense from the... Anyway, yeah. And yeah. it's all very... Um, I actually feel like this is much more X-y than patrol don't you?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, especially the X-shaped building. <laughs> From the, on the first page and you know they've got an x-jet and it's all very we have to work together to save the world even though the world hates us and i'm from the future yeah the the riffing on cable you know the mysterious part cyborg guy from the future who knows what terrible things will happen to the world that we must save even though it hates us did i already mention that oh it doesn't matter let's all make our muscles mold, yeah yeah, it's very X-Meny.
1: And poor old Paige Guthrie doesn't even make the cover and she's got the Husk dial, but she's mm. sort of she's rocking a bit of the Cannonball, isn't she?
2: Well, well, Paige Guthrie actually was Husk in the X-Men. Oh, okay. And she she is uh Cannonball's sister. So oh. it's kind of like uh and and that was her power, her Husk power was she would literally rip her skin off and get a new power. Ah. Oh. Uh, which was always random. So that kind of ties in nicely with the hero dial, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, she's not even on the cover, and yeah, it was... Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, and of course the main foe, Dr. Doomsday, is an amalgam of Doomsday from Superman and Dr. Doom from some comic?
2: Fantastic Four, maybe? Oh, I okay,
1: think. yes, Fantastic yeah. Four, yes. Yes, That's yes. That's the team. That, that one. The team yes. with the... Four people? Anyway. Yes, correct. Excellent.
2: No, l- lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I actually haven't read this. I, owned, I had to buy this issue again because I did have it years and years ago. And then when we were preparing to cover these comics, I realized I have misplaced it somewhere in one of many house moves in my life. Uh, and so I bought it again. So this was the first time I'd read it since when i bought it back in you know 96 mm. and it was kind of fun but yeah. yeah it's it's so very 90s and very 90s x men yeah it's the
1: like I, I was thinking about what is a doom patrolish about this and i think the structure of the team coming together is very reminiscent of my greatest adventure 80 where they all show up at yes. the doom patrol headquarters and that's yes. about it
2: <laughs> that's about it yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I did find it interesting though that Niles in this is sort of, you know, very gung-ho and, you know, kind of well-built and has the red hair and the red beard, and he looks a heck of a lot like the Niles Calder uh, in the New 52 when he appeared in the Ravagers comic. Ah,
1: who can forget the Ravagers? Everyone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, not me, because I bought it thinking, you know, when I learned, oh, Niles Calder's in that? Oh, I've got to get all these. And I've got... Most of the ravages from the New Fifty Two, ah, oh, the things we mm-hmm. do for our fandoms. So, but yeah, I, I found it interesting that yeah. New Fifty Two Niles looks like amalgam Niles a little bit, not as cyborgy or as muscly, mm-hmm. but close enough. So you get
1: those ravages comics slabbed, mate. I want them.
2: Oh, mates, yeah. I, I, if I ever got into slabbing comics, it would be them first. Yeah, absolutely, big money for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So yeah, that was a good bit of '90s fun. But Paul, you're now going to take us through uh, the return to the X Patrol, uh, which came out in 1997 with uh, the exciting X Patrol.
1: Yeah, I mean this is, you know, obviously better because it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it says it right on the cover.
2: Right on the cover. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, this is—it's uh, got a cover with um, Shadow Starfire, who's, uh, her costume is updated into more reflect. The Starfire of uh, a Year Later, because this comic came out a year later. So, this one, yeah, it it, it actually uh, came out in June 1997, according to the cover, but in real uh, honest truth, it was April 2nd, 1997. It was a buck 95, same as the other one, edited by Jay Gardner, and it's called The Curse of Brother Brood, um, and it's written by Barbara Jack Kessel, uh, Nee Randall. they stood up at some point, the Kessels. Kessels. Oh. Yeah.
2: I did not know that. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's sad. Um, penciled by Brian Hitch, inked by Paul Neary. So this is the authority team. So, oh,
2: uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, led by Richard Starkings and coloured by Joe Andriani. So mm, it's, uh, it's a different strategy.
2: Looking at the cover, I I can see uh, Brother Brood has his hand around Shadow Starfire's neck, and her head is sort of tilted back, and all I can think is head bagel.
1: (laughs) 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 So thank you for that, Paul. That's my my (laughs) gift to you and the listeners. Yes. Um, but, right. yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, yeah, mm. um, so the adventure starts mid-action with Shatterstarfire and Niles Cable on the island of Xenosha, being swarmed by uh, bitey alien monsters. Uh, Niles scolds Shatterstarfire for her lack of control in coming here to rescue Terra X. Um, she has risked them both becoming a prisoner of Brother Brood, the evil cult leader bonded to an alien queen. Um, I have a problem with the name Brother Brood because I want to say Brother Blood, but it brood, so it's Brother Broad. Um, that <coughs> doesn't work. Anyway.
2: I think they did that on purpose just for you, Paul. Yeah, they
1: did. It's a, it's a, mm. it's a, a stumbling block for me.
0: Mm.
1: Mm, one of many. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Niles barely holds back the alien tide and orders Shadow Starfire to get away while she can and bring the rest of the team. As the mindless aliens pin him down, brother Brood appears and gloats over him. He orders his <laughs> army to take Cable to the Brood Pits. The, or the Brood Pits. Anyway. Brood. <laughs> Starfire, having arrived back at the X-Manor, rouses the team. Beastling, uh, Pharaoh Man, Dial Husk, Elastigirl, and the newcomer, the grey, rocky-looking newcomer, Jericho. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> It doesn't work. Oh, dear. Out. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, two, the team, after a bit of histrionics, are soon jetting on their way to Zenosha. Meanwhile, Nile's cable is chained up beneath the island. His self-pity is disrupted by a vision of his beloved Ravenaya, the healer, and he's shown a parade of heroes from his memories long forgotten. And I'm going to flip this open and read these, because these are fun. Mm. Mm, so just a small pause while I flip it open. Flip. Anyway, so, yes, there's um, Black Orchid, the Unknown, the Micro Star Micronauts, Prez, Master of Kung Fu, the Vigilante Kid, and, uh, yeah, and then we flip a page flip, and uh, Dead Devil, the Man Without Life, (laughs) uh, the Silver (laughs) Tornado, the Atomic Black Knight, and uh, Ravanaya, the Healer, His his Lost Love. Yeah. Not lost so much. Hmm. Anyway, um... Blah, blah, blah. And I reminds him he has a piece of her soul self inside him, but Niles explains if he sets it free to heal himself from the brood infection. Nothing will be stopping the spread of the techno-organic virus in his body. Oh, the good old techno-organic organic uh, virus. Oh, X-Men. Oh, yeah. uh, no, yeah. X-Men. You do yeah. x Um <laughs> The patrol finally arrive and are surprised that the area where where Shadow Starfire left, Niles is deserted. Uh, Beastling deduces that there shouldn't be stalactites without stalactites. I always remember the stalactites hanging from the ceiling because they hold on tight. Do you remember uh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's how no. I always, uh, and yeah, okay. Uh, okay, there you yeah. Mm. yeah, you're welcome.
2: I, I just remember the one about uh, the mites go up and the tights come down.
1: Oh, I don't know that one.
2: Yeah, like little mites. Some some story about the mites crawling up the guy's pants and eating his belt, and then his pants, his tights fall down.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know how people get worms in their butt. Um, I always wondered, <laughs> how did the how did the worms get up the people's pants to jump into the butt? That's anyway. <laughs> oh, God. We've
2: gone from good educational to bad educational. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is a mystery. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, um, (laughs) where was I? (laughs) Wormbutt. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stalagmite. Yeah, there shouldn't be stalactites without stalagmites, and the pointy parts of the ceiling are probably something else. And it turns out he's right there, the brood, and they all um, come at them. And so Dial Husk activates the husk dial and takes on the skin of Art Misty Knight, the bionic Amazon archer. Or well, the cyborg Amazon Archer. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's not bionic. Why didn't I write bionic, Mike?
2: Um, I don't well, she, she says uh, she has cyber demonic accuracy. So
1: Cyberdemonic uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, well it says yeah the bionic, maybe she's got bionic somewhere.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's like the Yolanus Morrison something, isn't no. it? Bionic. Um, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um the Team The team break through the outer defenses and enter the inner sanctum of Brother Brood, interrupting his evil ceremony to permanently control Niles. Brother Brood retaliates by raising Terra X, the destroyer, to destroy them. Uh, so Terra X is um it's like Terra from the Teen Titans, except mm. she's got a bit of the helmet gear of Terrax. So Terra X yes. Terrax yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she has the, the, a big
2: axe as well.
1: So. A big axe. They should have combined it yes. with Mad Axe, shouldn't they? That would have been oh, that, now
2: that yes, that would have been a lot more patroly, yes.
1: Yeah, it would have been Terra Mad axe <laughs> Actually they're both DC, yep. that wouldn't work. It would be No. Um, no. Mr. Phantasmap. <laughs> Mad Axe. I don't know. Um <laughs> Anyway, her attempt to kill the Rocky Jericho is thwarted by a shrunken Elastigirl messing in her brain. Artemisty takes a shot at Brother Brood, but his empty cloak reveals his ruse, a clever ruse that he reveals. A (laughs) ruse! It was a ruse, yes. Anyway, he pounces on the team from the side, not from above, and an embigured Elastigirl is restrained by lots of Brood dudes, and Dial Husk is restrained when her Artemisty husk wears off, and the remaining patrollers fall one by one. As Niles succumbs to his inner brood dude, I'm using the same joke twice, um, brother brood gloats and gets way more broody. (laughs) No, I'm not meaning that he gets all sad and, you know, wistful. But he he turns turns... into more of a monster, yes. Yes. You following me?
2: There we go. Yep, yep. I'm with you.
1: Follow me off this cliff. Um, As the team realise they have now to subdue Niles as well, because he's um, getting all broody too, um, his psychic blast lays them all low till Jericho steps into the blast path and repels Niles' power with an equal power of his power, which (laughs) the powers outpatter. That's yeah.
2: That's a powerful
1: statement. Paul. It is, yeah. And his yeah. rocky form falls off his body to reveal his true identity, which is younger, hotter Niles Cable, uh, going by the name of Niles Dayspring. So you could oh. check in and get a facial at Niles Dayspring.
2: <laughs> Sag. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> no, no, it, it was there for the taking, and he ran with it. Yeah, I
1: grabbed it. I re- yep. reached yep. out and touched it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he unleashes his soul self, trapping Brother, blue, br- blood, blood, <coughs> brother Brood hmm. in a, in an energy bubble that reduces him to a burnt-out, gross-looking dead corpse. Man. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's no time to celebrate, as they all turn to see Niles Cable, consumed by his techno-organic virus, erupting out of all his exposed kin- skin. It's really gross. Um, yeah. Yeah. But as the team watch Helpless, the healing touch of Raven Naya returns him to normal. It seems Raven has temporarily commandeered Paige's body for some quick heal-foo. Um, yeah, it's very confusing. Is Raven there? Is she not? I don't know.
2: Mm, it's a bit weird, that uh, that last little bit. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think only Niles sees her. And old Niles, not young Niles. I don't know. Anyway, the brood monsters have all lost their will to fight, and everyone starts making speeches about the positive future ahead for the X-Patrol... And then, what is does Beastling says some terrible joke at the end?
2: He says the promised
1: glorious future. Then
2: again, life's just full of surprises. Brood on that for a while.
1: Yeah, and um, they all start laughing, and this picture freezes, and the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Ah, what do you think of this one, mate? I I like this one
2: more. Uh, as much as I'm a fan of the the first X Patrol comic. I like this one more because they don't spend quite so much time introducing everyone. Yes, it it, hap- it, it there is a bit of an introductory splash page, but it's it's just very quick captions, uh, and it helps having read the preceding issue uh, uh, as well. Also, the art in this, even though it's drawn by Brian Hitch, uh, it's um, inked by Paul Neary, and I couldn't help... I, I kept thinking I was looking at uh, something drawn by Alan Davis because he and Neary worked together on Excalibur, ah. which I was a massive fan of back in the day. And uh, I've seen some of Hitch's art in um, Justice League in the last year or two, and his his style's change a bit. But looking at this, I was like, I, did they get the, the the name right? Because I swear I'm, I'm looking at uh, a Davis Neary team up again uh, but when you mentioned the authority and I did read a little bit of that you know back in the day I was thinking, ah okay that's why it's looking similar as well but yeah there was a very to me there was a very strong Alan Davis vibe throughout it which I really enjoyed as well the again it's very X-Men-y mm. you know it is uh, with, with the brood. more X-Men than um, you know uh,
1: Doom Patrol what's the comic we're talking yeah. about Doom Patrol
2: that's the one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you've got the the brood in there, you've got the younger Niles turning up just like the younger Nathan did, and he did go by the name of Nathan Dayspring, I'm pretty sure, in the X-Man comic uh-huh. back in the 90s, so as much as I appreciated that Dayspring joke you made... <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot more X-Men stuff in this than uh, Patrol stuff, but it's I, I still enjoyed it. It's good comic booky fun. It's very '90s, very very '90s. Mm. Uh, but but not not quite as many. Um, other than the cover, there's not so much um, female anatomy on display in this.
1: Yeah, it's more realistically rendered female proportions, perhaps.
2: Yeah. And, in, um, in comic
1: book terms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, and the outfits are a little bit more, you know, uh, slightly tamer than the preceding issue.
3: Yeah,
2: so, yeah. Uh, God, and every time I look at Shadow Five, I think Head Bagel now. God damn
1: it. <laughs> oh, yeah. did what what do you think of this one, Paul? Did you notice the dedication to Mark Greenwald on the um, opening titles?
2: I did not. Hmm.
1: And it says, uh, dedicated oh, it to... Is. Dedicated to Mark Rounwell, whose amalgamation—it's a combination of the word amalgam and imagination um, right, yes. Help bring this world to life. So, yeah, unlike my words, oh. which help did not bring the help to the words of the life.
2: No, <laughs> you tried though, and that's what—that's the important.
1: That's the main thing. Oh. Yes. Why do we fall? So we can edit it out. Um, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Amalgamation. <laughs> I can't say
1: it. I'll just say Amalgam and Imagination and you edit them together for me, that would be great.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I love a challenge. Thanks, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
2: yeah, I liked
1: it. It's yeah, it's it's fun. It's hmm. not it's not deep. <laughs> and it's no. I mean uh, yeah. Look at the cod piece on Brother Blood on the pin up at the back. Brother Brute, sorry.
2: Yeah, I knew he meant. Um, yeah, that's where you, that's. Um,
1: do you think it, A lot
2: of muscles going on there.
1: Does it hinge open when he needs to pee? What do you reckon?
2: I don't know how else it would work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, I mean to explain. This is a belt. It's a belt, but it's also a codpiece. But it goes, you know, up his butt, butt as well. So <laughs> it's kind of like a g-string codpiece um, belt combo. So <laughs> what? If it was made of terry toweling, we'd call it a nappy, perhaps. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah but it looks like it's yeah, made of metal, sure.
1: which wouldn't be very kind of, that would chafe like anything
2: that would that would chafe so badly yeah that would, uh god yeah thanks for that pin up um creative team um yeah slight nightmare fuel there um but yeah i i i have not read this one before, so I was very keen to to get my hands on this one this was a brand new read for me uh and yeah it's it's good 90s fun it's um it, I, I i like I like the the concept and the execution of the whole Amalgam thing. I I got a bunch of them back in the day, like JLX and Spider-Boy, which was um, Superboy and Spider-Man amalgamated together. Mm. And I I thought the whole thing was really fun. Uh, Weirdly enough, I missed the entire DC vs. Marvel thing. I was more interested in in the actual Amalgam comics themselves.
1: That's interesting, because I I picked up a couple of Amalgam comics, but yeah, I I was all in for DC vs. Marvel, and I even voted in some of the outcomes. But obviously, Ooh. I did not vote enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some of those. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah clearly. 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 Yes. Mm. Um, and I reread yeah. that a few years ago and thought, hmm, never going to reread that again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so even though it was four issues, it was all one and done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
3: Yeah.
1: Anyway. Uh, I, I feel we may have doomsplained this sufficiently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's good fun. It's the
1: Explain Ah, if only we were doing an ah, X-Men podcast, we could. You
2: know, oh yeah, because there aren't enough of those around. We could have uh,
1: explaining.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, we, we could indeed, Paul. Well done. You're on fire tonight, my 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 good man. You know, you, you, yes, oh, yes. You're on it. I you're am. On it. Yes, but yeah, they're, they're good fun if, if you can. Uh, I wouldn't say they're they're vital reads, but they're a nice fun thing. Divergence. Thing, yeah.
1: yeah. Tangent.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, an amalgam. An
1: amalgamination. Tangent to the other one, yeah. Amalgam.
2: Amalgam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we've just it. Yeah.
1: Amalgam. Do do do
3: do.
2: And now it is time for the Mailbag of Doom, where we will be looking at the question of the three weeks ago now. <laughs> and last time on the show, we asked, what movie or TV show do you want to read comics of? And ooh, first ooh, up... we
1: Oh, I've got an answer. Already? Oh, I'll do it at the end. Sorry.
2: Okay. Okay. That's good. I've got an answer too, but you're probably not going to like it. Anyway, first ooh. off, we heard from uh, our friend uh, Abad at f 9 and he said, how about a grim and gritty take on Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I like it because it's weird.
1: Yeah, and to different. translate that into American, tomatoes.
2: Oh, sorry,
1: yeah. Tomatoes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's... Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I never saw that film, but I remember having the opportunity to see it and being scared. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I was, a, I, was a, I was a fairly timid 28-year-old. Right, okay. <laughs> um, next we heard from uh, Ashford um, at the Seinfeld podcast, uh, at For That Rule. Go listen to the Seinfeld podcast if you like Seinfeld, which I do. Um, and he said Blake 7, which is a really cool answer. Did you ever watch Blake 7, Mike?
2: I, I was... Uh Quite young when it was on the ABC. Um, but yes, I do recall seeing it. I couldn't tell you any of the plot lines because it was a long time ago now. Uh, but yeah, I remember enjoying it as a kid.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I loved Avon and Villa and Serverland and Tarrant and Jenna and uh, what was the computer called? ORAC
2: Was it Orac? Yes. Aurak.
1: Yes. Yeah, loved it. Good
2: show. Good show. Mm. Underrated. Mm. Yes. Yes. We then heard from Sean Ross at the Secret Wars and Beyond podcast and he said, since many people were disappointed by the final season of Lost, I'd like to see the creators get a chance to redeem themselves in comics. Interesting answer.
1: Mm. So someone would have to, um, the company would have to get Lost to do it.
2: Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. Pause for laughter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, we heard from Dr. Uh, Ange, Dr. Ange 70, and uh, he said Supergirl. Okay, that's a joke, in brackets, which was good. Um, and said, I'd love a Solaris book. Uh, a lot left unanswered, un- unexplored there. Well, for me, I haven't seen Solaris, so yes, a lot of it is unexplored.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you, so yes. yes.
1: And we're in a boat?
2: Yeah, what? isn't that what Solaris is about, a boat?
1: Uh, space boat.
2: Okay, cool. Sure. cool. Uh, we then heard from uh, Dougie, Doug Zavisha at Zavisha on the Twitters. And <laughs> Doug said he would like to see comics based off the TV show Sports Night.
1: That's a, that's okay. a grey area for me. I've never watched Sports Night.
2: Well, it's just like an American sports show, isn't it?
1: Isn't it? I thought it was a drama.
2: Um, I, I'm thinking it's, well, Doug, you'll have to clarify for us, mate.
1: It's got the word sports in it, so I'm immediately repelled. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Cool.
1: Uh, we heard from Jeffrey Brown at Chazigo, and he said for me, it's Daria as a comic book adaptation, and written and illustrated by me. Ooh. Mm,
3: nice. Oh, Big
1: yeah. Ball. Daria. That's that. I haven't seen Daria for years.
2: La 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 la. I love that show. That was a good
3: Did film. you? Oh, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's very good. Uh, we then had from Jonathan Die, And Jonathan wrote, I want Dan Harmon and Rob Shrab doing a community comic. Okay, I would read that. That would be yeah. good fun. Yeah,
1: Rob Shrab, of course, did uh, Scud, the Disposable Assassin. The Disposable Assassin, Assassin yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love Scud. That well, was and what wacky, was it? yeah. Was it um, oh, Drywall? there? another <laughs> character. Anyway, there's something. <laughs> yeah, drywall. Oh. What's my name? Where's my brain? <laughs> I,
3: I, I don't hmm. know. Hmm.
1: Uh, we heard from Big Tim Styles, um, and he said, I'd kill to see a comic book based on Lloyd Kaufman's The Toxic Adventure, written by Steve Niles with art by Goon Guy. Oh, oh. Eric Powell on art. That would be pretty cool.
2: That would be cool, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes. Uh, we then heard from uh, Cameron Williams at Wozgo on Twitter, <laughs> and Cameron writes... Oh, that's a tough call. It's a toss-up between the Ronco Electric Food Dehydrator infomercial or Fox News. For movies, maybe the Snyder Cut of Avengers? Ooh. Um, I, th- I think mm-hmm. we've been trolled. I, I, think, <laughs> I think we uh, are. I-, I think someone's just uh, outdone Aaron Long. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: th- thanks, Cam. Um, thank you.
1: Yeah, um, am Alan Middleton, uh, Professor Alan at Relatively Geeky Podcast. He said, The Equalizer, the Edward Woodward television version, uh, which brings to mind the comment, who's your favourite version of The Equalizer? Edward Woodward would be <laughs> mine. <laughs> ah, did you ever watch yeah.
2: that? Oh. Uh, I recall seeing that one many years ago, yes.
1: yes. Yeah. He made things very equal.
2: Mm. Mm, yes. Equality for all. Mm. Um, Martin Gray at Martin Grey chimed in with the Avengers.
1: And uh, is he talking about the Steed and Mrs. Peel version of the Avengers or is he uh, calling us now? I don't know.
2: Is everyone yeah, what's going on, guys? Come on. Seriously. There was actually uh, a
1: comic version of Steed and Mrs. Peel and they couldn't call it the Avengers because of the Avengers comic.
2: Yeah. So they called it Steed and Mrs. Peel. Um, So I'm assuming... Let's say that's the one that Martin means. Look, I'm sure he will let us know either way.
1: Yeah. uh we heard from canadian geek craig r McDean. i think he misunderstood the question because he uh, <laughs> gave us uh, reverse answers of things that he wanted to see adapted from comics so uh, 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 and i think okay. that's what's happening here so right, trans metropolitan yeah. chew and a proper justice society of america series movie set in the 1940s good choices or a different question though thank you was <laughs> <laughs> <It's> great <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I would, I would like to see a Chew TV show. That that would be very interesting. Mm. um, That's yeah, okay. Um, Oh, look at all the answers from Frack at (laughs) Frackers. Should we alternate between these, or do you just want me to go through all of them, Paul? I
1: want you to do them all because I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Lazy and honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so these are the movies or TV shows that Frack wants to read comics of. Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Watchmen, The Flash, Swamp Thing, Teen Titans, Spider-Man, Batman. This one's for you, Paul. Tremors, and for me, My Little Pony. Damn it! Hmm.
1: Mm, that's hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But,
2: There's a lot of trolling going on in this episode. So. It is. What is wrong yeah. with
1: people? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, we will uh, accept your answer, Tremors. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bob Gar or Nellis at Slow Mo said uh, the first thing that came to mind was Event Horizon. Um, after that, everything I could think of has already been licensed to comics like X Files, Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side. Geez, someone likes anthologies. Plus <laughs> Alien, Terminator, Futurama, Adventure Time. So, Event Horizon is his answer. Is- oh, yeah. yeah.
2: That would be cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's a cool movie. Yeah. My son yeah. love my son loves Sam Neill because of um, Jurassic Park. So. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, but I don't think he's seen Event, uh, Event Horizon.
2: Uh, I'd be a little concerned if he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, messed up stuff in that one. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yes, we then yeah. heard from Jay Powers at B-Bay Bear 24 who said, uh, 80s TV show The Greatest American Hero... Yes! ...all the, all the historical movies Gods and Generals and Gettysburg.
1: I don't know right. about that, but Greatest <laughs> Hero is a great choice. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. isn't it amazing that that hasn't come back yet in some form? It's just
2: oh, just give like it time, give it. Defies
1: time. belief. Mm. Yes. Uh, Professor Frenzy said, uh, "True Detective season one would be freaky."
2: It would indeed be freaky.
1: Yeah, how would they do know. that?
2: I don't know the the further adventures of of Rust and what's his name. Um... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Crumbum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, it's Aaron Long at Juice005. And uh, Aaron would like to see a comic made of Antiques Roadshow.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, We heard from Mad Mike at Mike Rokotansky. Actually, the other way around, flip that. Mike Rokotansky at Mad Mike. Uh, bit of a Mad Max fan, I'm guessing. Right. And he said, Sirius replied, the Sunny Chiba Street Fighter series. And Snark replied, the Red Green Show. What's What's the Red Green Show? I, I don't
2: it... know. And is is I didn't that Claymation it. or something? No, that's the red and the blue. Is it? Yeah.
1: I'm half right. <laughs>
2: Ah, we should research these things before we discuss them. We should, yeah. Yes, one day. Um, We then heard from Clinton at Coffin Comics Blog, and he replied with, Having read the Married With Children comics, I'm going to nix that idea. Let's see. uh, Tremors, Paul and I can subscribe, Magnum P.I., Cheers, because Ryan Daly, MASH, because Rob Kelly, The Beastmaster, Petticoat Junction, (laughs) and Night Court. Oh, okay. That's that's a mixed bag.
1: Yeah. 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 Thank you for the tremendous thing. Um, <laughs> correct answer again. Uh, on the Facebooks, we heard from Jared Driscoll, and he said, "I'd read the hell out of a Caddyshack comic book." <laughs> okay.
2: I I would question the possible longevity of such a comic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Weird. Hmm. No, Weird, but cool. Yeah. If someone really funny wrote it, that'd be him.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Good call. Hmm. Uh, or anything okay. what 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 movie or TV show do you want to read comics of?
1: And um, well, this may come a, as a shock to people because I am a fan of this, but I don't mention it. And I really like Tremors. Did you know I like Tremors? Anyway, uh, I
2: <laughs> I think you've mentioned it once.
1: Okay, yeah, I love Tremors. I'd like to read a Tremors comic, and I think um, I'd be happy with Frank Quietly on art, uh, someone like that. Um, oh, yeah, wow. Jock, anyone, any one of them. Um. Yeah, and I would like uh, Mark Russell to write it.
2: (laughs) So basically, it's a love letter to yourself.
1: It is, dear Paul. You've earned it. (laughs) Your body is a
2: weapon. Paul, your body is a weapon. Enjoy this and relax with a Tremors comic. Love, Mark. Yeah, fantastic. Uh,
1: What about you, Mike?
2: I... My answer is I could not think of a single movie or TV show that I would want to read the comics of.
1: Well, Tremors then.
2: Uh, No. Um, So, because, I mean, yeah, there have been, and I think there are still in recent history, been Star Trek comics, but I've never been that keen to continuously track them down. Like, I've read a few issues here or there. There have been Star Wars comics I've read a little bit of. I just couldn't think of it... I think there's a grumpy old man part of my brain that says...
1: Not real comics.
2: Yeah, something like that. But it's more like, I think, taking a property like that from elsewhere and making it a comic when there's more than enough creativity and original new stuff in comics already, if that makes sense. I'm probably not describing my thought processes very well. But yeah, I I honestly... I mean, it's been cool to see what the listeners would be keen to read, but for me, I just couldn't think of anything that I'd be like, wow, I'd really love to read a comic based on whatever. Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't think of one. I'd be happy just to sit on my bum and watch the TV show or the movie, but do I want to read a comic of it? I don't know. Would I want to read, you know, an original comic, you know, about talking animals, fighting alien monsters in, you know, 1920s English countryside or, you know, the story of a boy and his sex doll robot that he falls in love with, you know? There's more... I, I don't know I just I yeah I just couldn't. That was a shout out to Alex and Ada, by the way for those who haven't heard me mention Alex and Ada before.
1: Tremors. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> Alex and Ada. Um, I, I think uh, I think maybe the closest thing would be a Flash Gordon comic, but there was only there was like you know the old TV show and the one movie and Gordon's had a few comics in the last few years but there's nothing I couldn't think of anything that would make me go that show there would make me spend money on a comic on it I just Mm -hmm. just couldn't do it you stumped me you stumped
1: Mm, me okay cool sorry
2: not really not really
1: Mm. (laughs) oh god wow okay Mm.
2: well
1: I guess that brings us to the end of this thing that we did. And we did good.
2: We did. We always do. Yeah,
1: yeah like a little child who's just got toilet trained. We're showing it off proudly to everyone. Um, <laughs> so, wow. So next time when you hear us, if you're listening to our episodes in order, um, you're going to hear our episode of DCOCD on Flashpoint. which is Ooh. Um, ooh that'll be interesting. Mm. And then we'll be back, and we'll be probably talking about um, more of, Volume seven, if it is Volume seven, Doom Patrol, Weight of the Worlds, Weight of the Worlds, that one, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And the next question of the week, for those who care, is what trend in comics would you reverse if you could? Oh, yeah. There's no trends in comics. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yep. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But I mean, if you uh, if you like what we're doing, you can um, tell me. Tell Mike, (laughs) well, where am I going with this? You probably want to respond to the question of the week and you can do that on Twitter at WFDPod. You can do it via email at waitingfordoom at gmail.com and you can do it on the Facebook page for Waiting for Doom. And, of course, there's waitingfordoom.com, which is the website for what, Mike?
2: Uh, For Waiting for Doom, this awesome show.
1: That we do, yes. That we
2: we do, yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, uh, yeah, but um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Mike.
2: Yes, thank you, Paul. Lots of fun, as always. Not a ruse amongst it at all. Oh, there was one ruse tonight. <laughs> it <laughs> so was a was, ruse, yeah. There was a ruse, yes. So, yes, thanks, Paul. Thanks, listeners. Uh, as always, be good to each other. Stay weird. Do not be a crumb bum. And we will catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom.
1: Waiting for Doom.
2: Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Man-a-man-a. Man-a-man-a.
1: Man-a-man-a. Man-a-man-a.
3: Man-a-man-a. Manama, 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 manama,
2: manama, manama, manama,
1: manama,
3: manama, but i bam bam
2: Pumice <laughs> Pumice Patrol. Oh God. The shitty, ones. What do you <laughs> think of the shitty ones. Some of the early ones are a little rough.
1: Okay. Good.
2: Oh <laughs> right, look, I'm s I'm sorry, I'm just just being brutally honest. Uh, <sighs> look I was involved too. It's it's me as well, you know, it's it's not, you know. Uh, I'm I'm just as much sublime.
1: As <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the harsh truths. Yeah.
2: Yep. Oh no, that was just me being silly. I'm I am actually very very proud of all of our episodes. Um, and no, no, I'm being I'm being quite genuine now. Yeah, I'm, I am too. I, the fact that we're recording our 154th episode right now still blows my mind. It's just mm. it's very wacky. It's very wild. Um yeah. Anyway, um now that all the mushy stuff's out of the way. Intro me, dude. But who mm. Paul? Who is this mysterious figure in the shadows who knows so much about all of them? He steps forward. It's Miles forth-
1: Cable is his name's on the front cover.
2: Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <Sorry>. I <laughs> Uh, my work here is done. Uh yes, Noah's Cable steps forward. Part cyborg, <laughs> part cyborg. What was that?
1: I was doing a gasp, so you could do a done. done Oh uh, anyway. right, okay. Yeah, we're sorry.
2: so we're so good at this. We really are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how,
2: uh. how about I do all that again?
1: <laughs> no, it's all right. Okay. No, we will I right, we'll, we'll start again.
2: I think I think we will, and we've just got, got a really good outtake there. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hello, I'm Paul. You can. Call <laughs> Idiot.
2: <laughs> okay, three, two, one.
1: Sorry, that's the chair right. farting, not me. Um... Wink. <laughs> no, no wink. <laughs> I feel like this episode could get called before the Professional Standards Review Board. Anyway,